When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So while turkeys can fly at speeds up to 55 miles an hour, but they usually fry, they usually fry from tree chops. Fry. Fried turkey. Fried. That's what I'm thinking about. Okay. Shall we do this? Yeah, I think so. What are we talking about? I am super stoked about this podcast. Mm -hmm. So to preface it, one of my best friends, uh, Justin Umberger, he's one of my homies from like way back in the day. Uh, sent me this article, and it was on TikTok. So today we're talking about animals that are going to be falling from the sky. Not birds. Not birds. Not planes. Josh, imagine this. You are a beaver being shoved into a crate. You have no <laughs> idea what's happening, but the wind is whipping around you and whipping through the crate, and you uh, slam into the ground, and all of a sudden you're in the back country of Idaho just chilling. That was a... What? How do you feel? <laughs> I don't even know how to feel. I'm a beaver in a crate. <laughs> Josh is a beaver in a crate. Why am I a beaver in a crate? Because apparently back in like 1948, they mm-hmm. thought this was going to be the way that we were going to basically repopulate Idaho's backcountry with beavers. Was parachuting them. <laughs> they were parachuting beavers into the wilderness. Instead of just carrying them into the wilderness like one normally would. We were parachuting them in, which to me does not make any sense because if you're trying to be like, leave no trace, you now have a giant parachute and crate. They did things different back in the 50s. (laughs) There was no concern of leaving no trace, I think. I don't think there was a lot of logic. Okay. Twenty-four to seventy-one pounds. Okay. That's sizable. Beavers are the second largest living rodent after Whoa. the capybaras. Okay. Those are big. They are big. Yeah. So trying to like pack one in, I'm picturing like one of those dog backpacks and you just have it like in your, yeah. in the pack and like a forest ranger's hiking it into some. Like I do with Ray. Yeah. Like you do with Ray. Except she's not 24 pounds. Yeah. She's like a half a pound. <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense that they were searching for a better option. Yeah, they're... but they take like bobcats and stuff into the wild in little crates yeah, and stuff. That's true. This was a test program. Yes. That they were doing in the 50s. They had... Also, sidebar. Yeah. This footage was lost until about like a couple years ago. Like the file was labeled incorrectly and someone just happened to like pop it into like, I don't know, a film thing. Sure. From back in the day. And they were like, wait, this is not what this says. And it was just beavers being parachuted from the sky. 
What? How do you lose that footage and mislabel I, it? That is gold footage. <laughs> and it really is. Like, with, the footage is great. I don't... We'll show it in the video, I assume. If you're listening to the audio of this, look it up. Uh, Beavers getting parachuted in you'll find the it com- you have to listen to it with the sound on because yeah. the commentary the commentary it's like got that classic 1950s voice there goes the beaver yeah it's so good <laughs> so they had like the footage i think we were reading was the testing of it yes and they had one beaver that they literally just threw out of a plane multiple <laughs> times <laughs> Over and over again, which, what was his name? He Geronimo. Had, Geronimo. Which, like, <laughs> What's Geronimo? What a great name for the beaver that's getting thrown out of a plane. Okay, so this is my favorite sentence off of Scientific American, mm-hmm. which I don't know how accurate this website is, but like the opening sentence in line on this thing is, sometime in the late 1940s, a very patient elderly beaver named Geronimo was put in a box, flown to the altitude between 150 and 200 meters, and tossed out the side of an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Casual. As they did back in the day. Patient and elderly. A patient and elderly. <laughs> Here's the question. Why did they use an elderly beaver? Is that not like a risk? I guess he lived he a life. He would be heavier. True, he would be heavier too. But maybe they weren't concerned about killing him because it's like, well, he's elderly. He lived a good life. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. And like in the footage, you can see (laughs) it's really just like a wooden, hard wooden box. (laughs) There's no padding in the box. There's no padding. They did drill holes for it to breathe, which, you know, is good for them. Thanks for doing that. But over and over and over again, Geronimo didn't know at the time because beavers. Well, that's my favorite sentence. (laughs) Didn't know at the time because beavers. But each time Geronimo survived the trip back down to the little flying field in Idaho, he was bringing one of the nuttiest solutions to wildlife relocation ever dreamt up closer to reality. Yeah. (laughs) So it's all because they thought this was going to be a reality. I honestly wish it could have (laughs) worked because. How great would it be if they're like parachuting in like a moose? Dude, do you know how big a moose is? I know. How great would that be? How, I feel like at that point you got to strap some goggles on it. Too, well, yeah. Like... I'm picturing like them shoving a moose out. Of, you know when they... <laughs> it like, wouldn't be in a crate. It would have to have a full on shoot. It would have a shoot. You know in the military when they have like the big carriers and they parachute in cars? Yeah. I'm picturing like that. They like drop the back door and the moose just like runs out <laughs> and it's got goggles on <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> That's the future we could have had had this program taken off. That could have been it. Yeah. Talks about why they did this. Uh-huh. So there was somewhere in Utah. I think it was Price, Utah, which I've been there. Oh. In modern day Price. It's uh, no offense to people of Price, but it's nothing to be mm-hmm. proud about. Um, And they had like an infestation of beavers. And in they Price? Were, yeah, in Price, Utah. They were, there was a lot of beavers. Okay. And so they wanted to relocate them to the back country of, of Idaho. And this was their this was their plan on how to do that. This was how they did it? Yeah. Reading the article, I think they actually did do it that one time. They relocated the beavers. But then they never did it again. Or it just wasn't, I don't know. Maybe people got concerned about throwing beavers out of a plane. Stop it. Thanks to Geronimo, 76 beavers were successfully transplanted during the fall of 1948. Yeah, there you go. 76, that's a lot of beavers. 
The boxes carried two live beavers. Each were heavy enough to deploy the parachute immediately, but light enough to end the trip with a gentle landing. Two beavers in two one box? Beavers in Those a beavers box. got real friendly. They, got, they were like, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. They packed them in there, man. Yeah. That's like a tandem dive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, to be fair, as someone that has been skydiving, yeah. it's a lot of wind. Even though these guys were only 150 to like 200 meters up in the air, like that's still a lot. That's still yeah. significant. That's a lot for a little beaver. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. So basically two beavers in one box is 140 pounds so on the high end. Yeah, that's like a... It's like a solo skydive. Yeah. These beavers went skydiving. These beavers were going skydiving and were also trapped in a box as they... Could you... Okay, yeah, you went skydiving recently. Mm-hmm. Now imagine that... In a box. Locked in a coffin, <laughs> just pushed out of a plane. <laughs> That's the part that blows my mind is these guys were in a box. Yeah, they were just... Not even like... They should have just strapped a parachute to them with some goggles. I don't know what would have been better, a bag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you could have done like a like a burlap sack. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know, something breathable. Was a box really the best option? So there's one casualty, the linen lashing that kept the boxes together and midair broke and the curious beaver managed to nosy its way out and climb on top of the box. Even if he had stayed where he was, all would have gone well. But for some inexplainable, inexplainable yeah. reason, the box was within 75 feet of the ground and he jumped and fell from the box. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, But anyway, you know how I was talking about the parachutes and how I was like, why are we just like not getting... The par- like we're, we're leaving the parachutes in boxes yeah, yeah, yeah. so apparently they went and collected them so the team revisited the transplant beavers like a year later okay to like check them out make sure they're building the dams and like houses and they're breeding and you know like the, the food was good um but apparently when the conservation officers went uh if you collected like the parachutes and they were returned then like you got paid. Oh, interesting. Oh, so they just told people to go find these parachutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was curious, like, why why do this? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it is easier than, like, hiking out there. But also, it said the cost of transplanting them was way cheaper than, like, loading them up in a horse and whatever and, like, taking them out Um saying it was just $30 for four beavers, which is about $294 in today's That's crazy. money. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what the cost was to take them out by horse, but apparently it's way cheaper to do it by plane. It's crazy. But luckily, those 76 beavers and the one casualty was enough to restore the balance between the humans and the beavers around Macaw and Pyatt. Sure. Pyatt Lake. 
So that means in the backcountry of Idaho, there are relatives. There's re- well, okay. I was just reading my new favorite sentence of the article. Oh, okay. The very, it's it. the very last sentence of this article. It says, and right now, somewhere in the Idaho wilderness, the children of brave Geronimo will have no idea what any of us are even talking about because beavers. Because beavers, man. Because beavers. Because beavers. <laughs> so this doesn't stop with the beavers. Um, in Arkansas, every single year, there's this thing called the turkey drop or the turkey toss. And they literally yeet turkeys from planes in Arkansas every single year. Why? I have no idea. Dude, that picture is gold. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, it's a picture of a plane. And yeah. for those that don't know, turkeys don't fly. They, I, they, they don't fly. They like glide. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But they don't fly. They don't fly. <laughs> don't fly. So it's this... It's like a sprawled out turkey like in the sky with a plane. Just, I'm assuming just chucked from the plane. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's just like a, a turkey with its wings fully out, <laughs> hoping for a safe landing, I guess. That's awesome. So why do they do this? It's just a tradition. It's super bad. Like they've been doing this for like ever. So while turkeys can fly at speeds up to 55 miles an hour, but they usually fly from the top of of trees to other treetops at altitudes less than 100 feet and the turkeys are released at an altitude of 600 to 700 feet over a creek so no good no good it sounds like it's really no good like this this article on uh arkansas online so it says most uh, of the turkeys glide to a landing and are caught by the people of the festival who sometimes have them for dinner during the holidays that is dark (laughs) so they (laughs) They get thrown out of a plane and then are eaten. Yeah. They don't even get to touch ground again. Nope. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. Apparently, they're trying to get this thing to, like, stop. Yeah. It's a little rough, but, you know. Wow. But you know what? They're still dropping from planes. Mm. It's fish. Dude, they are throwing fish left and right. That happens a lot in Utah. It happens so much here in Utah. Yeah. Well, there's... Okay. Um, I've actually seen that happen before. You've watched it? I've watched it once. I was at a lake no. where they did it. Um, and there were people around. Yeah, it was, they just flew over. So it's they take like the planes that are used to put out fires. Uh huh. That can carry all the water, and they load it up with a bunch of fish, right. babies, or not like like juvenile fish. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because they can't get like a lot of these lakes. It's hard to get yeah fish there, or you know the population doesn't replenish quick enough. And you can't drive to a lot of the lakes. Yeah, I mean, it's some of them are pretty remote. You got to hike to it, whatever. And so the easiest way to get fish there is they load them in one of these planes and just fly over and like carpet bomb fish (laughs) out the back of a plane to the lake, which the videos of that are also pretty quality. Pretty solid. And yeah, that still happens all the time today. And I guess it's working. I don't know how the fish more I, I assume there's like a ratio of like dead to live fish that make it yeah it's like ah it's still beneficial this many fish died on the impact of water well all I'm saying is like from the catapult video I I'm really identifying with these animals being thrown out of planes today yeah for why, some reason. why have we done so much that like relates to these animals I feel like I relate to the fish hitting the water from the catapult video yeah um it hurts. It was a hard. You had some hard hits. I had some hard hits, one, man. One of which, the last one you did was uh, the worst. We thought she died. <laughs> I thought I died. It was bad. She came up out of the water making a weird noise. Because <laughs> I thought my 
broken. You like literally surface, and we're just like. Uh. I couldn't. And I, I'm holding the camera, and I'm like, should I film this? I don't know if I should be filming this right now. But then you for legal fine. reasons, you probably should have. Yeah, well, yeah, but she was fine. It's fine. I was fine, but yeah, like, yeah, wa- hitting water hurts. So some of these fish probably died. I would imagine a lot of them die. I'm curious if there's like any data on that. Dude, all I'm saying, what's going on in Price, Utah? So apparently in Price, like they they parachuted sheepdogs in, right? Because of the the harsh winter, they didn't have any sheepdogs. Yeah, they all died essentially they all died. in like the and the snowstorm, and like all the roads are blocked, and no one could get anything. So like the ranchers needed like sheepdogs, so they, they parachuted sheepdogs in. They called them the maroon flocked. The maroon. Wow. Did they have goggles? Why don't they put goggles on any of these? I want like the. It was called Operation Dog Lift. It was put in motion by a parapup and was dropped from a plane without a whimper and landed in the snowbanks where he was retrieved by sheep ranchers. Parapup. Go parapup. Parapup. <laughs> I just love that like parapup was dropped from a plane without a whimper. Yeah. Th- these articles, <laughs> people had fun writing these. They had a blast. Yeah. My next favorite one is the bat bombs. The bat Guys, bombs. honestly, you know, this is science. <laughs> <laughs> it's very... This is science from the 1950s. When you read these things, it's it sounds like 1950s It science. does. Yeah, they're like, yeah, let's drop a bat from a thing. And... Yeah, that's the next one that blows my mind. These yeah. bat bombs. Bat bombs. <laughs> like, it, it was... was World War II, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had a bomb-shaped canister. <laughs> Over a thousand compartments. <laughs> thousand compartments containing hibernating Mexican free-tailed bats. Oh, my gosh. And a, sm- a small-timed incendiary attached. So it would drop and detonate a little bit, I guess. They were parachuted into Japan. With bats. This is dark. They killed the bats? It was not what I thought it was. This is so dark. It was a bomb that contained a bunch of bats, uh-huh. and the bat itself had a bomb attached to it, a small, like, firebomb. So what would happen is they dropped it, they parachuted it into Japan, dropped it, the bats would leave and roost in people, in, like, uh, roofs and stuff, houses, and then the bomb would detonate lighting that house on fire and killing the bat, obviously. That's messed up. <laughs> Dude. And I thought birds weren't real. Yeah, well. Bats aren't real. Bats aren't real either, apparently. Bats are just government agents. I thought it was just like they had diseased bats and they were just dropping them in. Yeah, I thought they were getting rid of the mosquitoes. Cause anarchy. No, they were literally attaching bombs to bats and then blowing them up. That's... And causing fires in hard-to-reach places and attics. That's uh, That's man, really heavy. That's really bad, yeah. Freaking World War II. Nice. So let's talk about the cat drop. Let's Operation about- cat drop on yeah, that note. You talk about that. Okay. The cat drop. <laughs> it's exactly what you think. So it's it's a similar the cat drop's similar to it's like a remote village, which was Price, Utah. This is in the UK. It was very similar to Price. It's very apparently that's <laughs> these just, poor remote places. These remote places did not have stuff. So they were a remote village plagued by rats here's the thing about operation cat drop that like kind of blows my mind is you can really see like the impact of the food chain and the food web 
Yeah. Well, that's like all these things, right? Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Can, you're getting that from like everything. All yeah. These so we're like impacting the food chain, the food web, except for mm. Price Utah, where they needed sheep dogs. <laughs> so, but that that's could... like part of it, right? They, yeah. Well, I mean, sort of. Kind they, of. They needed them to take care of the cattle, I guess. Yeah. The sheep. So kind of. So kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Operation Cat Drop is kind of crazy to me because the UK was like, "All right, we're dropping these cats." by parachute in crates and we're going to basically combat the plague of rats in Sarwak Borneo Sarwak Sarwak Borneo which is the third largest island in the world and the largest in Asia Wait what Oh okay this was not in the UK sorry it was the UK's Royal Air Force that did it Yes but it was not in the UK No it was in Malaysia but it was a little island. Yeah, the little island that was plagued by rats. So they had to drop cats to kill the rats. This sounds like one of those kids' books. Yeah, I rhymed a little too much there. That was great. Yeah. We drop cats. To kill rats. What a dark kids' <laughs> book. It's fine. They'll be okay. Yeah. But okay. no, you're right. Like the, the It shows just how fragile the... like. Food Especially in is? an island. Yeah. I didn't know this was an island, and that makes it even more delicate. Like, you think about the Galapagos Islands, for example, and, like, true. everything there is so interconnected. Yeah, everything has a purpose and needs to be there for yes. everything else to survive. Yes, and if one thing is, like, depleted, then something else happens and blah, blah, blah. So, anyway. So, there was a very unfortunate event. Um, so, it is sometimes claimed... That the cat population previously been reduced as an unintended consequence of spraying DEET for malaria control. So, they had mosquitoes on the island that were giving people malaria. Oh, okay. And the cats all died because they sprayed DEET. So, now the island was overrun with rats because the rats were basically reproducing like yeah. crazy. And, they and there were no die. cats to like keep them down yeah yeah so they had to parachute these cats in to basically control everything so now the question is because this was a while ago yeah it was like really long ago yeah we didn't. so it also says it's not clear whether operation cat job was linked to the uses of insecticides for malaria control or whether the cats had died in significant numbers because of the concentration of insecticides in the food chain mm. so that's basically saying like sure these rats weren't like eating mosquitoes and stuff but yeah. like d is on the rats or whatever and yeah. now the cats are eating the rats that's killing the cats and so it like goes through it did yeah <laughs> it goes to the food chain nice Shout out to the operation was reported a success at the time the newspapers reported soon after the operation mentioned 23 cats being used much less than the 14,000 mentioned in some later accounts. 14,000 cats? <laughs> okay. That definitely feels like a an over-exaggeration. Yeah. That's a lot of cats to drop. Although 23 doesn't seem like that much for, for an island. No, it doesn't. But I feel like it's enough to, like, you know, get the rat get population the rat. Yeah, under get control. It, just, just kinda... Yeah, but, like, what if, like, the deep problem was still, like, happening, you know? That's true. I mean, then I'm you're sure killing that, the cats again. that crap probably doesn't go away too quick. No. Yeah. That stuff like sticks around. Yeah. Hmm. Some report that 20 cats were dropped in. Others report 14,000. 
Okay, we have to wrap this up with the craziest one Which, in in my mind. Is this okay? I hope this is the one that I wanted to take it away. No, I you go, you go. No, you go. You go. No, you go. Because you love this one. Is it the bear? It's the bear. It's the bear. Okay, this is the <laughs> best the one. Okay. So in 1962, a bear was ejected at supersonic speed from a B-58 jet bomber in California. <laughs> like, what? the bear was rocketing through the atmosphere at 870 miles an hour at an altitude of 35,000 feet. A bear! <laughs> a whole bear. A whole bear! Was shot out of an ejector seat, out of a plane in an ejector seat. Who approved this project? If that is not like old school, we're going to test how it works. Strap a bear into it. <laughs> what? What? I just want to know why that. Why was that the thing that they were like? You know what? Instead of a dummy or anything, yeah, a I, bear. Like this, you know, they're saying like. Uh, the bear was close to a man's weight or whatever, so it was a smaller bear, I'm sure, because bears are big. They can be. It's a bear. But yeah, like, why not just use a dummy or something that is the same weight and shape as a man? This is my favorite sentence about the whole bear thing. The bear in the capsule parachuted to Earth unharmed seven minutes and 49 seconds later, according to a news report. Okay. So the bear was unharmed, but also no one was able to communicate to this bear like what's happening. Well, yeah, the bear's just, he's, well, first of all. How'd they get him in the plane? How did they get a bear, a live bear into a plane? (laughs) I want video of that. And then what? He's just like strapped in a plane. All I can imagine is like a little black bear, like just like holding on. And with the harness thing. I hope he had a helmet on. Like he's like, I like the fighter pilot, you know, the helmet. Yeah. And then... Yeah, then like ejector seats explode basically They're below like, you. Yeah. yeah. So this bear just went for a ride. And then, yeah, seven minutes and 49 seconds of just, he's just floating in the air. Chilling. Oh. That one's the best, I think. That one wins it yeah. for me. The bear. And I think there is a picture of it as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There is a picture of it. It's crazy. Okay. The cool thing is, is that dogs actually do parachute with the military. That's a current, like, it it is a current thing happening. They are trained parachutists, according to the SEALs, and make tandem and solo jumps. Yeah. So the canine parachute instructor uh, broke the record for man's dog parachute deploying by plummeting 30,100 feet with the dog Kara strapped to his chest. Yeah. So, like, I think that's pretty cool that, like, to this day, dogs are still parachuting into enemy lines mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff um so go dogs go man's dogs. best friend dude dogs can do anything they really can yeah <laughs> there's been, there's so many animals like it's insane yeah if you like if you want to know more look up this article the there's absurdly so complete history of animals parachuting from the sky it's uh, there's so many that do it like she said there's like ponies monkeys monkeys i mean it's hamsters ham- hamsters it's it's crazy the amount of animals that have parachuted um but yeah because you know animals because 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 beavers <laughs> because beavers. yeah that's the that's how we end it that's all you need to know because beavers because beavers yeah this is ridiculous it is it's crazy i'm glad 
that stuff like this other than dogs it sounds like it's not really going on anymore um dogs and fish i guess dogs and fish fish still get hurtled from a plane and you know but i'm glad they're not like launching bears out of ejector seats anymore. <laughs> so they aren't either yeah that's that's good well we learned a lot about animals today and yeah. how they should and should not be relocated yeah. and the food web and food chain and how it's very important it's very, it's very important. fragile can be broken by one beaver or two um so yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. Guys, that's all we have for you today on the Random Theory Podcast. Today was very random. It was. This is. <laughs> we were coming in swinging with the randomness <laughs> really today. Did come yeah. in swinging. I hope you enjoyed this Random Theory Podcast today. Leave a comment, like, subscribe. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about on the podcast. We would love to see what you guys want to know more about. Um, because you know we're just a random faucet of information yeah. around here. Yeah, we're all just you know. We're trying to learn random things, have fun. Um, oh, if you're listening on a podcast platform, oh yeah, subscribe to it, rate the podcast. Um, that helps a lot. I think. Leave us a review. Yeah, leave a review. Send this to your ex boyfriend, ex girlfriend, uh, family, friends. animal lovers, animal lovers especially. It might make them angry, but I think they'll appreciate it. Yeah, they'll, it's, it's it's a little absurd. It's some good, absurd good information. <laughs> yeah, some absurd information. But yeah. Send it. That's what we do here. Send it. Full send. Full send. Like that bear out of a <laughs> B-58 bomber. <laughs> Full send. All right. We okay, need to wrap. That's it. That's okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.